Hey there, my friend. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. Today, we're joined by one of our very own Fit Fathers, Chris Torres, who's an amazing guy, and we just had a phenomenal conversation that I'm so excited for you to listen to. And Chris, like many of our Fit Fathers, is a family man. He's got a busy job as a physical therapist. He's got a couple kids, and he used this Fit Father program to release over 45 pounds and overcome some serious challenges that many of you may have experienced, like back pain, even some back surgery, getting his nutrition on point, going through the changes that happened during COVID, pandemic, being away from work, and digital virtual stuff. So like, this is a man who's overcome a lot of adversity, and as you're going to see, and I'm not going to spoil all the fun, not only does he lose the weight and regain all this new energy and confidence and do this in the context of his beautiful family, but he picks up some new hobbies that are really powerful in terms of how he's showing up as a dad for his son and just enjoying his life. So there's a lot of good wisdom in here, and there's a particular couple of lines I want you to keep your eye out for, and I try to highlight those in the conversation where Chris drops a couple nuggets of information that I think are just so pivotal in helping guys, one, who have setbacks, like how to overcome those, and then two, how to really find meaning in your journey, especially when you're further down the road. Like Chris has gone through all the phases of FF30X, so like if you're a veteran and you're now in the in the mix of like having more confidence in this journey, how do you keep the fire going? How do you continue to really connect with your mission? He shares some beautiful stuff on that front. So without further ado, let's get into today's conversation with Fit Father Chris Torres. All right, Chris, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm pumped that you're here. Thank you for inviting me. So to kick things off, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to all the guys and ladies that are listening, your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about work and your family. My name is Christopher Torres. I'm 46. Um, I'm from TGK, South Carolina. I know that's a mouthful. Just south of Charlotte, North Carolina for some of you. Nice. I'm married. Uh, my wife's name is Alicia, and I have two beautiful children, a uh, son, Tyler, who is 12, soon to be 13, so that'll be our first teenager, and then my uh, daughter, who's 10, going to be 11 in August. So Nice. I mean, busy time. Kids are getting involved in more sports, I imagine, and stuff like that, and uh, kind of nice to be out of the pandemic, too, because I know you mentioned you had a pandemic. You got a puppy in the pandemic thing, right? So. We did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, life is full of adventures, and as they're getting older, you know, now two kids in middle school. I also forgot to mention that I'm a physical therapist uh, by background. That's what I do for work. So d- busy with that as well. Cool. Well, I'm excited to talk about this, especially in light of your background. I mean, you're helping people like feel better and do some of these movement therapies to recover from injuries and improve their function. And in many ways, I think that's kind of like a metaphor for what you did with this program, although it was probably like tuning up your nutrition alongside with your body and your overall habits. So kind of take us back to like how you found the Fit Father Project. Like how'd you even get started? What was prompting you at the time? And and where'd you even find us? Sure. So I really, it goes back to the pandemic. Uh, You know, a lot of us, unfortunately, uh, experienced the pandemic 19, right? So we gained some weight, pressure, stress. All kinds of stuff, our changes in lifestyle. We, you know, we sat at home, and tendency is when you're sitting at home a lot, you're going to eat a lot, and um, you know, lots of changes. Uh, during that time, I uh, was unfortunate to be in a pretty bad motor vehicle accident where I was in a, a really bad head-on collision. Wow. Um, I, I was lucky though um, because I, I walked away from that accident, and not many people would have walked away from such an accident. But it really opened my eyes 
to a lot of things from stress and just not being mindful of what's going on in the world. And I was distracted at the time. So um, over that 2020, I gained so much weight. There I was at Christmas time in 2020 and just said, you know, this has got to end. This, like I was looking at myself in the mirror and I, I, I didn't like who I was seeing um, and thought, you know, I need to I need to make a change, not only for myself and, you know, my image or whatever, but I had, like I said, two kids and my loving wife and I wanted to be one. I was thankful that I was still with them. I could have easily been taken away from them in that car accident. So I, I saw it as a second chance on life and felt like I needed to really make some changes. Um, so I had done a bunch of stuff in the past. I had done beach body, body yeah. for life, whatever, you name it. I've gone through all the different gimmicks and, and, and tried it. And sure, I'd make some great changes, uh, but it was short-lived. And so, I, you know, I said, I, I need to figure something out. And I, I don't know how it led me to you, but you came across, I think it was Facebook at the time. I think you came across on my Facebook stream. And I said, you know what, let me listen to this video. And, you know, it was one of your intro videos. And I said, you know, I'm going to look into this a little bit more. It took me about a month of looking at it, reviewing. And then I finally made that decision in early 2021 that, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it. And, and if you ask my wife, normally when I put my mind to something, I, I do it and I make it work, but I'll tell you what, it was a stress. It was such a struggle and challenge right off the bat. I started and within the first two weeks I had, um, aggravated my back. I've had back problems for a long time. And, and I thought, well, maybe this is just not for me. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do this. And, um, but I'm, I, I persisted, stayed through, kept up with the program and, and, and made some modifications thanks to your team on certain activities to kind of decrease the stress to my low back, especially with the Apex 10 right. and it, doing some of those activities. And, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, you're a physical therapist. You got a lot of knowledge about, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You do have a lot of knowledge, but sometimes it's beneficial to have an external opinion, someone else looking at you and providing your feedback. As doctors, we make the sometimes the worst patients because uh, we think we could fix ourselves and we really need someone else to set ourselves straight. So uh, you, you definitely, your program got me started and got me going. So I, I really was doing excellent with the program. Uh, unfortunately, I had a hiccup uh, about four months into the program. I ended up uh, really aggravating my back to the point where I, I, I herniated a couple of discs. Wow. Um, and that really just sidetracked the whole program. So I, I stayed, thanks to your advice and your videos, I tried to, and your team's advice, I couldn't do a lot of the exercises, but I kept up with as much as I could with the nutrition side. And that really helped. Tried to rehab, tried to get my back in straight, straight so I can get back, but I just couldn't get there and finally ended up in having surgery uh, to have to get it fixed. And what was what was originally wrong with your back out of curiosity, like before even the program? It sounded like you have a pre-existing low back issue. Do you know, how, how would you have described it? Was there official diagnosis? Uh, yeah, I, I, I had a bulging disc. I, I In one of those early times when I was 26 years old, indestructible, and felt like I could do whatever I want, I, I was doing some crazy uh, dead lips, probably way above my um, abilities with some friends and 
And that's what started all. I was 27 years old doing a probably 400 pound deadlift on a, what I shouldn't have been doing. And, uh, yeah. And, and that did it, that tweaked it. And, but being a PT, I got locked, you know, having the knowledge, I was able to manage the symptoms and, right. And, and did so for almost 17 years. Uh, but then finally my, it caught up to me and my body said, it's just, you just can't do this anymore. You got, you got to get, yeah. Fast. All right. So you got surgery. I'm curious, how is your back today? I just like, what, what's it like? How does it feel today? How's it felt for the last week, month? Oh, it feels great. I mean, I, I think, uh, I, I, I want to say that surgery was the first step that definitely helped, but really a lot of the strengthening and your core, the core aspect of yeah. the fit father project and all the core activities and things that I, I could do now compared to what, uh, even five months ago when it had been one year post-surgery, I still was able to not able to do as much as I am now. And so it makes a huge difference being able to tolerate so many things, my flexibility, uh, um, the the core is so vital to everything we do yeah. that I uh, you really don't realize how deficient your core is until you start challenging yourself. Yeah, like a renegade row. And you realize, <laughs> wow, and, and you notice these quick changes really fast through the yeah. program. What I loved about the Fit Father Project and I know it's been mentioned a lot on other on some of these podcasts is the variation. I love the changes, but how quickly you see your your progress. You know, if you're sticking with it and you're actually true and honest with yourself and making those minor changes each week or each time you do a, a, one of the sessions, it's amazing to go back and look and say, that's where I started. And <laughs> this is where I am now. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it is, especially because you can do this in your mid forties, right? You see guys do this in their fifties and their sixties. So it's like, it's so inspiring how amazing these bodies are with the right inputs and the mindset to, to follow through that. Like you can really transform. Now I need to ask you about motivation because as I'm listening to your story, particularly these early times, you have this low moment around Christmas, you know, you need to make a change, but then you hit, like you said, these one or two big hiccups early on. So like, where did you go in your mind? Like, how did you refocus? Part of it was contacting our team and maybe leaning on some support, but like, what got you out of those ruts? And I'm asking not just for me and my curiosity, but all the guys, especially in those early days where you're a little more fragile in your, your momentum, like, how did you stay and ignite your fire and, and keep going? Like, what pushed you and what continues to push you? Let's talk about motivation. So I'm, I like to think I've, I've improved over the process with self-reflection. You know, prior to starting, I probably didn't do a lot of self-reflecting, and that's what resulted where I was before I started the program. And so anytime I felt down or I felt like I was hitting a barrier or something, I would go back to pictures of me before I started, at the point I started, looking at different uh, progressions on how I changed and, and realized that, you know, I am not back to square one, so don't don't throw everything away right and, you know and realize that yes this is a hiccup and it needs to happen now I'll, I'll also say this is something I advise my my clients and patients all the time because one of my go-to analogies I say when I'm treating someone is you know when we manage an injury or something this is not just one straight um, activity, it's kind of like a boxing match. You're going to win around, you're going to lose around, but in the end, the goal is to win the fight. Yeah. And so I, I took a lot of that to heart that, you know, hey, I was down for the count on a couple of the rounds, but I got back up and realized I, I could do it. Now, 
modifications was the other thing that yeah. really just, you know, because there's sometimes a, a lot of these other programs that I've tried, this they have to set workout. This is it. This is what you're going to do. And these are the, the, the machines and the equipment. But your program and your advice, like, hey, you know, if you have this, this is what we can do to modify it. This, you know, let's, let's t- don't do the kettlebell swing. Let's do a, do a sumo squat. That was my go-to. That was my, yep. that was my go-to for the longest time was, and now I can do a kettlebell swing. Nice. Fine. With, you know, 30, 45 pounds, easy. But boy, I remember being very fearful at 10, 15 pounds that it was going to blow my back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that that is great advice about the modification aspect too. Now we're talking about like exercise, right? We can transform a limitation, which is like, and I can't, or this is off limits. We can recognize that there's truth in that, but for at least for now, but then get into something where we can still pour into. So I love that you use those modification workouts and like, so cool. Like that's fantastic. And also amazing that you can now do your swings too. Cause you never know how good you could feel in the future with the twists and turns. Like you're at round three, you don't know what round seven, eight, nine is going to be. So that's really awesome. I want to talk about nutrition though, because I imagine that was an area where you had to break a lot of bad habits, a lot of ingrained patterns, and it was probably a big driver of your weight loss. So like how much weight have you lost generally? Let's just give a benchmark and then let's talk about the nutrition aspect of that and how that's been so pivotal for you. Yeah. So I started at my, my initial around 226 pounds. I'm down to about 181 now. So nice. a little about two, you know, 45 pounds in total weight loss and nutrition played a huge part. Uh, I, you know, prior to the program, I used to justify my eating habits because I was working out and doing all that. Oh, I can eat more. Right. And really what changed me was this, the standardization of my breakfast. The, the, my breakfast, like starting the day with three cups of water or 32 ounces of water, which, which is what I normally drink, that was a game changer. I would never drink any water with whatsoever it'd be a cup of coffee and it would be you know doctored coffee put in the milk put whatever sugar you name it it wasn't healthy and then carbs i would i'm a i'm a first generation american from some of immigrants and bread is huge in our family so like breakfast staples were heavy carbs pancakes french toast bread cereals you name it 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 wasn't healthy and then going to a higher protein, uh, the shake. I, like I would try to do the shakes if I knew I didn't have time, but most of my time was yeah egg bakes. Like I would have your omelets and the that was my that was my go. That is still my go to breakfast. I haven't changed. It's the standard breakfast for almost two years now. And people say, "Don't you get bored of it?" I'm like, "No, you can add seasonings. You can add all kinds of things to make it different from day in to day out." But really the energy and the that i would get from it and you know i never i don't have the cravings anymore of any of that carb heavy breakfasts and right. i don't feel the sluggishness that yeah. i didn't i didn't even realize i was experiencing until you stop experiencing it then you're like wow what a change in your life so that's amazing yeah and i mean like i guess like on the on the standardization of breakfast, it's just so important as as you know, because like one, it gives you the energy. Two, it sets you up for positive momentum for the day, and you can still get variety for like dinners and stuff. Like it's not like your the whole aspect of your nutrition is monotonous. It's just it makes a lot of sense to dial in meal one. So 
what were like some typical things you'd eat later in the day? Some go-to snacks. What were some of your lunches? How does your family manage dinner? I mean, you got a couple of young kids that are eating. Do you guys do family dinners? Like lead us through kind of the rest of your overview or your nutrition plan. What works for you and your family? Sure. I, so for lunch, typically the uh, I would do the man, which typically that was my sandwich. Now, a lot of times um, if I had to eat out or uh, travel between facilities, which some of my jobs are that I, I do quite a bit of traveling, I would just try to get something pretty close to like a salad. Yeah. Uh, whether it be, you know, a chicken salad, a chicken whip salad or something that I, I didn't pack. That's normally my lunch. And then snacks. I always had cashews and beef and jerky or apples always at hand and so and, and made the little bag baggy type things or if I could figure out just how to uh, um, divide it up so that I could always just reach into my bag. I think prior to this, I would never plan right uh, for any of that. And when I didn't plan, that's when I was reaching for those poor snack choices or, oh, I'm going to stop by Starbucks and, oh, in addition to a coffee, I'm going to have one of those lemon loaf cakes that's yep. 500 calories or whatever it was. And so, but having that standard cashews, apples, uh, or other almond nuts was always my standard and jerky was my, my big thing. Um, and then nice for dinner, my wife and I, we usually try to plan. She's pretty health conscious and helps me along with that. So we, you know, we do a lot of uh, chicken and uh, dishes, so forth. We try to change that flavor. But you know what? With kids, there were times where, you know, like, hey, pizza is the di- that's the choice. And so I would have pizza. I think I didn't really limit myself, and I still don't to a point where I'm I'm restraining. And that's what I love about it about the program was that I I wasn't put under these restraints that like really strict because I could never keep up with it. Right. And, and allowing myself or giving myself permission, like, okay, I'll have pizza. You know, what do I, I normally eat a cheese pizza and try not to eat too much of like a, a heavy meat intensive pizza, but, and have one or two slices and try to avoid eating half a pie. There you go. And so, <laughs> I think that's the, the key is just modifying and learning. that It's okay to do that. Yeah. And then, um, but you know, if you plan, I found it planning the day, if I could try to plan my day and I stuck to close to 85, 90% of it, I was going to be successful than not planning at all and totally falling off the tracks. Yeah. Beautifully said, beautifully said, you know, and I, I was, I was listening to you actually a quote came to my mind and I'm not sure if you're familiar with this guy, Jocko Willink, like former Navy SEAL guy, motivational speaker, but he has a very famous quote that says discipline equals freedom. And I think when you hear that, it's kind of seems like it's an oxymoron of sorts, like what discipline means, like a set of small things. How could that possibly equal freedom? Well, I guess there's many ways that you can experience the word freedom. And for you, it's like the discipline of planning has given you freedom from the randomness of the chocolate or the Starbucks loaf cake, the ups and downs of energy swings, just making a couple decisions that it gives you like a different kind of freedom, which is like, you don't have to think about it anymore. You're on plan. So much more consistency. Uh, so it's cool. I, I think I've really took to heart the planning as well as the fact that like what's sustainable for you is the fact that you can enjoy the pizza with some slight modifications, right? Two slices of cheese pizza. Like that's going to, it's still probably under 500 calories, you know, like you're still in fine shape, you know, overall, and, you know, it's a big difference between having like a half a pie, as you said, plus a beer, plus dessert afterwards. Like, 
that's leagues different, as you know. Hey, it's Dr. Ray. I want to quickly pause this episode to thank you for listening to this Fit Father podcast. I am just blown away at how amazing this podcast has become. I had no idea when I started FFP around 10 years ago that it would grow into such an impactful mission. And I want to let you know that I am so grateful to be connected to you in this lifetime. And on behalf of me and my entire team, we are so grateful to be in your life, helping you get and stay healthier for your family. That's what I want to share. Just some gratitude from my heart to yours. Let's get back to today's episode. Awesome. I want to ask you about some non-scale victories. Like, it really moments in your journey that like really stood out to you. Um, things that were like conquer moments, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like that just happened or, you know, milestones of any sort stuff. Your family said PT, any people in your clinic being like, dang, Chris, like what's going on right now? Please fill in on some of those. No, I, I, I continue to have those, uh, you know, it's, it, those are great feelings. I'll tell you when you walk into, uh, uh, an area group or environment that people haven't seen you in a while. And then they see you and they're like, well, what happened? And, and that happens quite regularly um, still with work, you know, especially during the pandemic uh, when we all got separated and we get to see each other. I remember uh, even after having my first back flare up and I had finished already five months worth of the first go at the, the Fit Father, I had lost some weight. And they, they were making comments at that point. But now, you know, they, they're they're just so happy that I'm still there. I'm still there and, and improving. Uh, I guess some of the other things that personally for me is uh, mountain biking. So one of the things that I, I had not done mountain biking since, oh gosh, way before my kids were born, I think was the last time I'd done it. And I never even thought about doing it you know, just from a cardiovascular and to, I, like there's no way I could do it. I was too too fearful that I was going to hurt myself. And in the fall last year, uh, 2022, my son got interested in it, uh, and the, his local school has a team, uh, which is cool that we we didn't have that when we when I was a kid. But his middle school has a team, and he he tried it and loved it. And so I started going with him, and as part of it, I was like, I'm going to try this. And now I'm racing, <laughs> I mean, like. Because of the fit father, like I, there's no way I could have had the cardiovascular sense or the the, yeah. the strength to be able to to do mountain oh, biking wow. and and do sprint races. And I was I I finished my first series of races uh, this past January, and from the start to the finish, I you know I I had improved by ten minutes on my time, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, which is over five races. Um, and so it was a it was. That was a huge accomplishment and being able to do that. And I'm happy to say that, you know, I'm now a, a little bit of a, a race junkie. I've never have put myself in that category as a marathon runner or five, even a 5K runner, someone or anyone that participated in any of these types of events. And now I look forward to my next one. Well, <laughs> so. I mean, I just like, honestly, I got like a feeling of chills as you're saying that because it's just such a representation of, one, you can astonish yourself with what is possible for you. You don't even know when you're starting. Like like you said, you couldn't have predicted this was possible. But two, what health gives you at the middle of your life is you, you can reconnect to your inner child, to your joy, to the fun that we once had. And like, is that not like new life energy? It's like a feeling of new and freshness. It's not dull and we're slowly dying and becoming like weaker and slower. It's like, 
you just have new possibilities and you're enjoying your body and you're ripping on your mountain bike now. Like that's so awesome, man. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy for you that you get to like play and enjoy. Cause like, that's the benefit of having these healthy bodies. We get to do more stuff, let alone with your family. So that's cool. What is your, what does your son think that your dad, that his dad's racing? I mean, is that, is he like, this is why, like, I don't know. I want to ask you about your family and like what particularly your kid's response has been to your transformation. And again, if, if the, your son racing is relevant in that, please share that. Well, I mean, so to that point, I am now one of the coaches. I've now gotten myself certified to be a mountain bike coach. And, uh, and now I'm spending more time with my son in, in that. So that's a, a huge deal for me is to be an example for my son um, and to be there and not only to be involved with his, his likes, so he thinks it's cool that I'm able to ride with him and, and, and keep up. That's the key thing is keep up with these kids. I mean, it, they fly. It, they amaze me every day. I, you know, it's the no fear when you're yeah. 12 and 13, you have no fear about trees and so forth. So, um, but now that I'm able to go to practices and, and our practice is typically 15 miles, two hours, we did it this Wednesday. It was 90 degrees, just hot, you know, and, and be able to keep up and finish and still be able to just enjoy time. That makes a huge difference. So I know that my son appreciates me being able to, to be with him. And, you know, it is part of being a dad. And, and I just love just being such an, now an active participant and not yeah confined to the sideline of, just sitting and watching and not being able to really participate in that. We can go, we go on camp trips now and we can go ride and enjoy a camp trip where before that would not even cross my mind. It would be, okay, well you can go with the team. I'll just stay home type situation. Um, you know, and I think for my daughter and you know, she's 10 going to be 11 and I don't know if she sees me any different yet at that age. You know, she's, she still sees daddy type thing and um but i will say uh, she knows that I, I i'll do whatever and we we participate and i think things in that might be a little different is like going to the pool or going to the water parks and stuff and i know that maybe it's just more of my own personal hang-ups i don't feel uncomfortable anymore like walking around swimsuits and stuff feel very confident and yeah being able to be there for her and so forth and uh you know girls are are different <laughs> Yeah, so I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't, I can't remember if you had a, a son or daughter. Or I have a all. daughter, yeah. So I, I know. <laughs> yeah, so you get it. So I still am cool in her eyes. I got a lot of, you know, there she is, right there. She still looks like that to me. I don't know if you can see that back there. Yeah. Um, but I have lots of stuff still. She still paints me pictures and sends me "I love you" um, cards and stuff like that all the time. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the best part of it, right? So I love it. I want to ask you something that you mentioned, at least in relation to that moment, like walking around the pool, you feel more comfortable in your own skin. I think that's an example of like a shift in your inner world as much as your outer world, a shift in your confidence, maybe even you say self-love or self-confidence. So how has your inner relationship with yourself changed? How has your mindset changed? How has your self-talk changed? Um, how has, yeah, just like your overall mental emotional, spiritual well-being change through this process? Yeah, that's a that's a good question, deep question. I'd love to be able to give you a clear and concise answer, but I'm still learning about a lot of this. I mean, I'm 46 years old, and 40, 
four of those 46 years, I've never had the, the mental thought that I was in great shape and healthy and so forth, right? And it has made a huge difference. I, I mean, I know from just how I walk and I'm more upright. I, you know, I have, I'm not kind of frumpy or slouchy or anything when I'm walking. I, I feel like I'm three, four inches taller when I'm walking yeah. around, to be honest. So that that's, has a, played a lot of change in my mindset, but also just I'm taking more time to work on myself. And I don't know if it's that time of my life and so forth where you're, 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 you're reflecting, you know, your midlife. I don't think it's a crisis as much as a, a shift, right? It's, it's a realization that, you know, you're not 18, 20 years old, but you're not 95 plus that you're, you still have lots of life. And I, I look at things and, and, and one, I'm always thankful for my health now and, and, and appreciate where I've accomplished. And I, I really like sharing uh, my, I love being on here because if it just inspires one person to, to, to continue with the program, then for me, that's mission accomplished. And I, and I know you probably feel the same way, but hundred um, a lot of that I think is speaks to my core and my change is just fitness and health and well-being. Just say well-being has become an important part of just my day in, day out life yeah really if i get an opportunity to share a well a thought about uh fitness or well-being outside of even my work habits because i i have i have that opportunity now to to convey a lot of what has affected me and changed me through the fit father to my clients and patients that i know that yeah you know when we're talking those are barriers to their treatment their weight their their lack of fitness you know they're blood pressure, diabetes, all that stuff, and, and giving the individual some ideas and different thoughts. You know, I try to stay within that clinical aspect, but there is influence from this program and influence from my success. I can't, you know, uh, divorce that from myself when we're, we're when I'm having conversations with my clients. So it, it has an impact on all my lives. What an answer. I mean, again, you gave me chills. And it actually, I was going to ask you this next question about like, how your health is like impacted your workplace and your leadership. But I think you basically answered it. It's like to summarize it. I mean, you now experience well-being. It is just like who you are and how you roll. And part of your life flow is now taking care of the things that help with that. And naturally when you feel so good, you want to teach. And I think it's very powerful, the position that you're particularly in, you know, the doctor, uh, the word of, comes from the Latin docere, which means to teach and instruct. And there's many ways you can do that. And one is just like how you live. And two, you're like, you're embodying this now. You're not like an in-pain physical therapist with a belly. Like you're someone who's walked through a hero's journey that is like clearly bubbling with life, energy, confidence. And that has a healing therapeutic effect on people. I mean, it, it massively, in my opinion, impacts your credibility, your leadership. And I'm just like grateful for your patients now. They get to interact with you in this level, that's like beyond just what you say. It's just like they can feel it, you know, and I, I can feel it in you. I'll tell you that much. So I don't know if you have anything to comment on that front. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you, you mentioned energy and it's just the, the amount of energy I have is so great that it, it bubbles over, right? It does. I can, where I, before I would probably be just exhausted, tired, just 
waiting for the day to end so that I can go veg on my couch and eat and do all that. And now my, my thoughts are shifted to, oh, I can't wait till after work. I'm going to go mountain bike. Or maybe I'll go, you know, I'm going to go hit the pool or I'm going to go do this. You're like, it's a totally different world. Yeah. And then, yeah, that, that energy level at 8 a.m. and still at 4 o'clock in the afternoon is the same makes a huge difference, especially for my afternoon clientele and afternoon. Like, yeah. you know, before I would can kind of makes me sad to think about how maybe I was um, right underperforming <laughs> for those individuals just because of my lack of energy and my lack of stamina throughout the day um, and being required. So, yeah, it's a huge difference. That's awesome. Now, where do you see yourself in like, let's just say like 20, 20 some odd years. You're, you're like, you're coming up on like seventies and all this stuff. So like, do you have a vision for your future now? That's like different. Do you, do you, do you look out? Like, what do you want to experience when your kids are having kids? You know, yeah. what do you see in the future? I, I can't say that I've, I've thought about that far out in advance. So this is a, a first thought for me, but I would say that if I had to, to, to give you an answer it would be I want to be that active grandpa I don't want to be the old in the nursing home grandpa even I mean 70 is not old though I mean I I work with so many people that are much older and physically like it's just amazing what people can do nowadays but for sure I definitely you know with my back and everything I just want to be healthy when regards to that and I think my, the changes that I've made and I've learned are something that I don't think it's going to be work for me to sustain now yeah I, I think i've learned new habits or i've created habits that are going to be lifelong and they're going to continue and and i i'm you know we, we don't know what we're what will happen in the future we're always faced with different challenges but i i do know that i was faced with several challenges through this program and i overcame and even at the darkest moment there was a light still and so I, I don't think that that would change. I would, I'm a very optimistic person, my wife would say. And so yeah. I, I would say that at 70, I hope to be that active grandpa, taking the grandkids on trips, doing the camping. I don't know if I'm going to be mountain shredding, shredding any mountain bike trails. Who knows? We, I tell you what, I did that race, the racing, and there were 70-year-olds in racing, and they were passing me. Uh, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. these guys are really good. Of course, they were. I found out later they were former professionals, so that that's not fair. Uh, they never lost their abilities, but yeah. So I think I want to be that active person, um, really, as long as yeah. I can. Not, I mean, not only for my grandkids, but my wife and I. We have plans. You know, we talk now about you know trips and stuff. We we want to travel. My wife loves to hike. That wasn't something I ever would even think about like there's no way i'm gonna go hike 15 miles she does that type stuff and now i feel like oh we can do that together beautiful and i can feel pretty comfortable about doing it and so we talk about different trips and ideas hopefully we don't have to wait till we're 70 to do that but right you know that's what we want to work towards that's beautiful beautiful vision for the future and i it's very apparent to me that you're on track and also i want to recognize too i'm certain it's going to continue to just add more beautiful stuff to your marriage when you can share activities like that, especially lean into some of your wife's interests now. Like, that's awesome. So I want to ask you as someone who's gone through all the phases of FF30X, like what advice do you have for guys who are starting out 
and then maybe guys who have progressed towards like the end. So like for newbies, some advice. I know you've shared a lot and there's something people can extract. So if it's a re-emphasis of something you shared, that's totally fine. And then maybe for the new, new the veterans who've been around the block a little bit, they know FFP, they've been through many phases. What do you think is important to share in both of those locations in the journey? Yeah. So for the new guys, I would say trust in the program and really once you start, give it at least two weeks. Give it at least two weeks. And if you plan to complete the two weeks and you you try your best to stay with that, and even if you can't do it 100% every day and, and you face challenges, every day that you keep focus and you try, you're going to get over that initial hump. Because there is that initial hump with anything new. I, I, I don't know where this research comes. I've read it many times. It takes about 10 days to 30 days completely. And that's where your fit father... 30 day probably came from was it takes that much before a change is noticed and and you really start experiencing that motivation now lots of people change differently in those first two weeks like weight can i mean guys we're blessed right we can drop weight really quick with just yeah. making some quick changes i know my wife was always upset at times like how can you lose it so fast and mostly because it's just water weight or whatever but just staying with it and I, I know that the that Apex 10, that's a beast when you've not done anything like that before and you try, you, it's easy for you to just throw in the towel. But don't throw in the towel. Trust in it. Even if you can only make it up to six or seven and then have to work your way back down, you doing that is still a huge accomplishment compared to doing nothing. Heck yeah. And then as far as for other guys like where I am, which is towards the end of the program and, you know, and, and now maintenance and continuing, it's just that take the time to reflect on what you've accomplished. Take the time to just really, even, even if it's a moment where you go back and you may look at your first site on your Facebook page where you, you, you did your little accountability statement and your mission statement and, and, and you go back. It's so amazing to, to see what maybe your mindset was at the time and, and how different it is compared to now. Like you, you're the thoughts are completely changed. The thoughts like at the time you're, you're hoping that something improves. And then you look back and like, wow, I did that. And that in itself will keep the fuel going. Um, yeah, I will say, I love the variety. I, I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm ready for the old school yet, uh, those are some things that I, you know, I started reading now. Uh, th I'm in that phase four, that maintenance four, where you have a lot of that flexibility and, you know, you can either push or not push yeah. during the week. And and I, I will say sometimes I miss the structure of the uh, the free. Like now it's, there's not a lot of structure. Now it's more of you have to drive it. You, lifelong, and and, yeah. and putting it on your uh, on us to, to do a lot more. You give us still the tools. Um, but you know, there are times where I, I may like, hey, maybe I'll go back to phase two, phase three, and, and, and do it again, just because I, I want to see if I can improve upon it. Like I still yeah. track. I, I'm a big, you know, you can ask anyone. I'm a big data junkie, and I love tracking things, and I use apps, and and I can go back and look at things and how much I've improved and strength and so forth, and and just fine tuning some things. So nice. That's how I stay motivated. Yeah, that's fantastic.
You know, and I think you you highlighted a, like a lot of aspects of the journey, especially for the veterans that stood out to me. And one is like, there's a part of it that you have to at certain point, like when you get through the structured programs, like take that next leap out of the nest and be able to direct your own. But in that flow, there's absolutely times where you get on structured program and then just get back and hit it. And that's like gives you the focus and reinvigorates things. So it's a mix. It's not like either or it's like, it's, this is how it is. There's a flow and you're always going to choose. So I love that you shared that. And, um, honestly, Chris, this was a very inspiring conversation. Like you really touched my heart a lot going through this. And I know that a lot of guys will feel similarly because of what you shared and how you shared it and everything you get to experience. So I want to just thank you on behalf of our team for being a prime example of what a fit father is. Um, and I also want to give you the floor to share anything else you'd like to share shout outs to anyone on our team, our brotherhood, you know, any closing thoughts. I mean, this was a wonderful conversation. We could end it here, like mic drop period over, but if there's anything else you'd like to share in closing, now's the time, my friend. Well, I, I want to thank you for, for creating this. And really I want to thank all your team members for their quick response. their they're just continuing motivation and so forth. You know, even when I was faced with those challenges, really, their quickness to respond and and have their to understand that i i was getting feedback like i'd send an email and stuff so that was huge yeah where other programs you you know there was not you had to pay extra huge premiums in order to get any of that feedback and so it was a, it was an amazing thing so i want to thank you and your team everyone does such a fabulous job i think such a great program uh you know if i had to do one shout out i want to thank my loving wife for her support and her rooting me on and and just making those those comments here and there on throughout the whole uh process of you know keep it up you know you're doing great or you look great you know uh, for us guys that that means a whole <laughs> lot sometimes and it does yeah. to, to me so uh, it, it makes a huge difference and i know that um w- without her i probably wouldn't be able to accomplish a lot of the things that i did so uh, i mean Huge powerful goes to her. So powerful. Be, throw I in. mean, I get. I guess that's the perfect way to end it, right? I mean, although this is a solo hero's journey in a certain sense, like we need to pick up the sword and the shield and like go to battle. Like it's it's the people around us closest. Could be the wife, could be our support team, whatever. That like add richness and like give us that extra motivation and energy. So you are a blessed man, my friend, through your efforts as well as all those around you. And it's a privilege to be able to speak to you today. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much.